Our text this morning is 2 Timothy chapter 3. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And these are thy words, Heavenly Father, sanctify us by thy truth. Thy word is truth. Amen. Dear fellow redeemed in Christ, St. Paul wrote these words of our text to a young pastor named Timothy. The words are encouragement, and even more than that, they actually are a command. You must continue. If Timothy is to be faithful in his vocation as pastor, as teacher of God's word, then he has no option but to continue in what he has received. And what is that? Well, the Holy Scriptures, God's Word. And why is he to continue in them? Well, the Word makes wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. The Word is the way by which Timothy grows to trust Jesus more and more. The implication is that without that word, without the Holy Scriptures, that wisdom, that salvation, that faith cannot be maintained. Therefore, continue in that word. Paul directs Timothy to the authority for teaching in the Christian church. That authority is the word of God, the verbally inspired truth which God gave to his apostles and prophets to proclaim, to write down, so that succeeding generations could know this authoritative truth, the way of salvation through Jesus' word alone. To take one's stand on the word of God has never been a popular position. The prophets of the Old Testament were shunned and mocked because the word God gave them did not give the people what they wanted. They didn't want to hear of coming judgment, of the need to repent, of the exclusivity of the Lord God of Israel, not one of many gods or goddesses, but the only true God. Saint Stephen, in Acts chapter six and seven, was preaching Jesus to the crowds. He was falsely accused of blasphemy. Stephen's defense was to point to the truths of the Old Testament, to Abraham and to Moses, and his words are sharp, condemning law. Here's part of what he said. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who foretold the coming of the just one, of whom you now have become the betrayers and murderers, who have received the law by the direction of angels and have not kept it. They did not believe those holy scriptures. They rejected, betrayed, and murdered the very one foretold by the prophets. Stephen calls him the just one, Jesus Christ. And for this bold proclamation of truth, Stephen is killed by the mob. 
Stephen, like Paul here in 2 Timothy, merely reiterated Jesus' own preaching. In John chapter 15, Jesus teaches, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Paul told Timothy, continue in the things you've learned, the Holy Scriptures. Jesus said, abide in me, in my word. That word is what reveals and gives us truth from God himself, from Jesus, the Son of God. And that word is life because through that word, salvation is brought to us. As in centuries past, so also today, the word of God is disparaged, ignored, or shaped to fit our own desires, our own truths as we see them. But the truth of God is not a truth for us to massage into whatever form we might want it to take. There is no my truth and your truth when it comes to God's word. It is the truth, delivered in words that we can understand, in words directed by God the Holy Spirit, so that sinners, you and I and all people, can hear and believe the salvation brought to us here and now by this word of God. We confess commitment to God's word. Martin Luther explained uh, what that commitment to the word is about in the large catechism. He said, neither you nor I could ever know anything of Christ or believe in him and take him as our Lord unless these were first offered to us and bestowed on our hearts through the preaching of the gospel by the Holy Spirit. The work is finished and completed. Christ has acquired and won the treasure for us by his sufferings, death, and resurrection. But if the work remained hidden and no one knew of it, it would have been all in vain, all lost, in order that this treasure might, be, uh, might not be buried but put to use and enjoyed. God has caused that word to be published and proclaimed in which he has given the Holy Spirit to offer and apply to us this treasure of salvation. Again, Paul wrote, you must continue in the things that you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you've learned them, and that from childhood you've known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Many on our campus have not known the holy scriptures from childhood, and perhaps that applies to you. But right now, you are hearing it. Right now, the Holy Spirit works among us because his word is proclaimed. And through it, the Spirit works faith where and when he pleases in those who hear the gospel. Right now, you are confronted with the word that reveals sin, your other gods, your other truths that are finally deadly lies. Repent and believe the gospel. Jesus has paid for sin your idolatry, your self-deluding lies, your self-defined truths. He did so in order that instead of you being condemned for all eternity, you might have life and have it abundantly. That is what it means to believe in the salvation achieved by Jesus and handed out here and now through the Holy Scriptures. 
For those of you who have known the Holy Scriptures from childhood, do not let these days and weeks away from home drive a wedge between you and the Savior you have loved and believed. Where you find yourself backsliding, repent. Where your heart has grown cold with what you consider the same old Bible stories, repent and confess your sin. Jesus still says, come unto me, all you, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This is not a one and done promise. <clears throat> it is ongoing. The life of God's children is a life always pressured by the world around us, by the machinations of devil, by the weakness and desires of our own sinful flesh. Know and believe that Jesus remains with you. His word remains with you. His promise of forgiveness for you has not expired. Believe that in him you are forgiven all sin and are named as his brother, his sister, for the sake of his own sacrifice for every one of you. And so continue in the Holy Scriptures. Take advantage of these days God has given you so that you may grow in that wisdom for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. God grant this to each of you. In Jesus' name, amen. And glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And you may rise. And let us pray. <clears throat> o Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, you have given us your holy word and have bountifully provided for all our earthly needs. We confess that we are unworthy of all these mercies and that we have rather deserved punishment. But we beseech you, forgive us our sins and prosper and bless us in our various callings, that by your strength we may be sustained and defended now and forever, and so praise and glorify you eternally. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one true God, now and forever. Amen.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.